This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. So welcome everybody to another episode of the Roommasters Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. Uh, this thing's McDonald's. Nobody on that. Cool. No, what, what is what is that one? It's I'm loving it. And just get you um, it, but yeah. Uh, we appreciate you guys, and uh, Mr. Rye guys. We say at the end of every episode, we say nothing. We say nothing at the end, at the end of every episode. Well, what just happened? <laughs> I said uh, Ryan as we say at the end of every episode. Oh, my my computer went out. Where did it go? <laughs> you better go catch it. <laughs> All right, I'll edit that we out. Can, All right, can, that's we good. Can end, we can end on that. That works. No, that's fine. All right, <laughs> goodbye. Good. Goodbye, everybody. Welcome, Craft Beer. My name is Tony. This is the uh, official Brewmasters Club podcast, Craft Beer's Geek News. How are you? I'm good. My name's Donnie. This is uh, just another episode, episode 118. I mean, we're approaching a buck 20 here. It's pretty impressive. Um, I'm not sitting here talking about myself, of course, joined by Mr. Lalsman. How are you, sir? Hey, doing great. Absolutely fantastic. And Mr. Brood Man. Wait. Brewman813. Brewman813. <laughs> yes. Mr. Ranga. Yes. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I've had a wonderful day. Uh, staying busy with work, but just uh, had, had a wonderful day. And as you guys commented earlier, I'm keeping my tan going from my boating trip a few weeks ago. <laughs> of course, we'd comment that on. Because you look like a grapefruit. Yeah. <laughs> I got a. I put on the oil and it just—it doesn't get any darker. I just get bright red. You know, oil's for getting sunburned, right? Like us ginger folk, we avoid it. Like we don't even have like French fries when we're in the sun. I'll, I'll get my tan in time. It's gonna come. I know. Yeah, I've said that for 31 years. So good luck. Have fun, bud. <laughs> well, that's that's good. All right. Well, speaking of all right, what you boys what you boys bring to drink? We have a a very packed episode, so I want to get right into it, but. Um, typically, we, we always talk about you know what we're drinking at the time, what we're going to drink. I know, Ryan, you talked about your homebrew last time. I was going to actually yeah. brew a beer today. I did not, uh, but I will, so just give me a second. But what are you, what, what'd you guys, um, what'd you bring? Anybody got anything good? I, unless last man wants to go, because it looks like you're teeing it up, so go for it. Oh, oh okay, thank you. Um, I got a pretty decent one. Um, I got the, uh, the... Got a real lunker? Yeah, a real lunker. Um the per, I'm not going to say this right. Persimmon Persimmon Hollow Brewing Company, uh, out of Deland, Florida. Um, their Beach Chippy IPA, which is ironic because oh. I don't do well at beaches and I haven't been to one. And uh, yeah, so uh, it's actually uh, it's actually very good on the gal- or on the uh, <laughs> the. the, the L- Mister Last Man scale. I'm going to go ahead and give it a uh, yeah. It's actually really good. Um, Really good, really or is good. it just actually good? I would say it's really good because. Really good. So I bought two things. I bought uh, a six <clears throat> packs of high, uh, six pack of highlight. Love it. Obviously, we all know about that um, by Cigar City, and then I bought a sixer of this, and I've kind of been going one for one, and you know for the past however long I've been home from work, and uh, this is a lot smoother on the tail end, so I enjoy it. Um, it's been very relaxing. Uh, didn't really read a whole lot on it, but um, it's um, it's kind of supposed to be a beach type situation. Seven point one ABV um, and a mild bitterness. So uh, yeah, that's actually it's actually really nice, and I like to have a beer from my local Seven Eleven, aka local Florida. So <laughs> yeah, we always do get locals there, but that Seven Eleven seems to have um, pretty good selection. So joints good on you. jumping, yeah, man, love it. But uh, joints yeah. jumping. Okay, you don't need that. You don't need to do all that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> right guy, you're up, man. Yeah. Um, so with restaurants and, and everything opening back up at limited capacity, uh, been actually up to BJ's Brewhouse a couple of times. And to my excitement, they are 
not only filling growlers and pouring beers, but filling growlers of their own beer for like $10, like any of their beers, $10. Wow. I think you just have to buy the growler or whatever for like two or three bucks, but any, any beer for $10, but they also are carrying cans of the Jeremiah red, which is what I brought this evening. Um, If anybody has not had it before, it's an Irish style ale, 7.3%, 25 IBU. Donnie, I know you're a big fan of this beer back from our, uh, well, that could have sounded really bad. I caught myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to say it. Uh, what, the days when you were a hostess? <clears throat> no, the, back from our BJ days. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah we both I remember those worked like in the BJs. Oh, yeah. Obble, obble. <laughs> short, yeah. short story. That's how I, I met you, too, was through Donnie when I worked there. And, um, yeah, so I've, I've always You were a hostess. And food runner, I did it all. Uh, not really a good server. I remember I spilled. <laughs> I can remember in slow motion. I had six glasses of water with this table of old folk, oh, and I swung it around really quick. And in slow motion, I could see all the glasses falling on the table. And I'm like, "That's not fucking happening." <laughs> and I, it was like time was passing me by. You know, glasses are still there. Everybody's like smiling. You know, that's eh, not fucking falling. But it fell anywhere, and I was like, "That eh, I'm done serving." Um, but love this oh, no. beer. It's a very rich, heavy Jeremiah Red. Not as heavy as Diver Down. Um, way more balanced than Diver Down. Way less maltier. Um, more of just a easy style Irish drinking ale. But love this beer. It's fantastic. So that's what I'm drinking. Yeah, well, I do love the Jeremiah Red, Ryan. You're right. Um, it's probably my favorite one. I actually like the Tonka Stout, I think. Yeah, this that's Tatonga. such a heavy, heavy beer. I can it's, only do one of those. It's like a porter meets a stout because it's like it's like sludge. Like it's it really is. heavy. It Typically, is. the porters and the stouts are not that heavy, and that one just happens to be like a creamy, milky heaviness. So at nine point um, yeah. like eight percent or something. Yeah, yeah. It's what's the IPA? They have an IPA that I really uh, like. Actually. Piranha. That's the pale ale. Piranha. Piranha uh, pale ale. Yep. Yep. I'm trying to remember their IPA. I, I like most of their beers. I actually I probably like few of their beers. I like the Stonka when I want to drink heavy. I like the Jeremiah Red because I think it's like a seven and a half or a seven point two, like you said. And I like the the Piranha because it's actually more like a pale ale. But that's all right. Yeah, it's all, um, it's all good. And, and and cool story too. So this is a, a company, of course, from California. Um, years ago, their beer was delivered and or made, brewed, delivered, and shipped here for for their restaurants. But now. They actually have it brewed here in Lakeland, out by you, Laos man. And uh, at Brew Hub, at Brew Hub. Yep. So it's all all their beers are brewed at Brew Hub. It's one of their biggest uh, things that they do is for BJ's Brew House. I think that's pretty awesome to know that you know uh, they're they're doing that here in the Bay Area. Are are none of them brewed on site? Not one single beer. No, not one single beer is brewed on site at any of the. So these those kettles and shit they have are just a, a facade. Yeah. Oh. That's a shame. Sorry, yeah. if, but I, I, I think recall... it's still cool because they're given you know the feel and it makes it feel like they are. I mean, sure, Anheuser Busch is the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, <laughs> well, all right. So so that's good. So what I brought, yeah. I brought um, I brought an interesting beer because and if anybody follows the uh, the podcast as of uh, probably I don't know last week, I posted that the Victory Sour Monkey and Victory Golden Monkey were yeah. a bogo at Publix. And so, I don't know if you guys recall, but that was a, a mere one week ago. Oh, I've already I been did. two BOGOs with those. Yeah. <laughs> well, you should have just bought the case like I did, because I, I thought I could get through this. And we'll, we'll get into this in a second. I had a conversation with Lousman about what, how in the export of this happening. But what I'm drinking tonight is the Sour Monkey Sour Triple, because before last week, I had never had this before. And um, I really, really enjoy, and I think that Lausman, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Victory Golden Monkey is one of your favorite beers to date. That is correct. Like, like mass produced, like the one that you can get almost anywhere. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And, and, yeah, and I and I totally agree. And so the Sour Monkey, the reason I chose this one is because it is the same, same Belgian kind of dryness, kind of exact. I mean, it is not kind of. It's exactly the same malt, same yeast, same same magical spices that they put into the the golden monkey. But this one has a sour, tangy side with a little bit of citrus, lemon, um, and some essence to it that really makes it a standalone beer. 
that I, I tried, I gave it to my wife and she said, she loves sours. And she was like, wow, I, this is amazing. What is this beer? I go, well, first off it's nine and a half percent. And that's where we get into trouble because last Sunday, um, again, after having this beer for, for a week or two, it was like, okay, I'll just have one of these. I'll mow the grass. I'll have one of these. We'll take the dog for a walk. I'll have one of these. We'll hop in the pool. I'll have one of these. Take the dog for another walk. By the second dog walk, I was like sideways because <laughs> like every one of these beers, the sour and the non was, was are nine and a half percent. And that's insane. So a traditional Bud Light, four, you know, 4.2% alcohol or regular light beer. But these, these babies are literally twice and then some um, each one. So when you think when you drink them at the same consumption rate, you get this weird like dullness of sense, which is unusual. And then yeah. you couple that with if you know you have friends over or you have a shot here or there or anything else, it like just compounds on itself. So it is a very bizarre body buzz that these beers give you. I'm just saying that be very careful if you're trying to drink one or two or three of them in a day. Because Absolutely. you will definitely feel it. So <laughs> so to that, Donnie, with this quarantine time uh yeah. you know those high octane beers those nine and a half ten percenters i've been able to i sound like such an alcoholic when i say this um so you you get like a a locale or or a solo whatever from goose island or maybe a gingling uh you know something lighter and just drink two of those then hit the heavy then go back to the light ones in between you know yeah you that's go. that's yeah. what i've been doing yeah, and, and you should. My, the problem is I was going between right the sour and the uh, the golden. <laughs> yeah, um, I had I had another beer that was like nine and a half percent. It was a it was a imperial blondale. I can't remember who who makes it, but um, it was like nine and a half percent as an imperial blondale. And yeah, you don't want to drink more than two of those at a night in between all the others. And that's what happened. I was like, "Wow, this doesn't just this doesn't feel right." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. So. It's only two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it was it was very bizarre, but but, but I that really sour like it. Sounds good. Well, I I gave Laos a sample when he was over last, uh, which was like just after quarantine kind of broke. But I know you tried it, but it wasn't your cup of tea, was it, Lausman? Well, you know, sours never are. Um, they're kind of they're kind of a little rough for me. <laughs> I just uh, I don't enjoy like the the profile or the taste or anything of that nature. So. Uh, but I, I would say it was one of one of the more drinkable ones. I mean, the only ones I'm used to other than that were the um, oh, what's that other goes a um, goes. Um, I forget. I forget which other one I had, but I, it it was definitely that was on the lighter side. The uh, yeah, the there's one there's one that Jenny loves that's over here from um, I think it's in the Green Bench or no Crooked Thumb, Crooked Thumb. It's she loves the the goes that they have. It's it's good. So whatever. It's to each their own, but man, it is it is delicious. If you get the chance to see it, especially if you can get it for um, you know, Bogo, do it, <laughs> do it, do it. They also have a really good um, Belgium Blondale that that was out with that deal too. I don't know if you talked about that, but that's only five point six or five point eight percent. So, no, I did not get that one. But. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, cool. Good. Check it out. Yeah. So the next store we have, like, basically, once we get past our if you've never heard the show before, welcome, first off, thank you. Um, we get past our drinking, what are you going to drink segment, and then we talk about you know any local stories that happen to be around what's going on now with craft beer. Well, there's a couple stories that are happening, uh, but one of them is not necessarily local. I mean, for, existence, or for example, this, this COVID-19 thing and how it's going to impact craft beer. Did you guys get a chance to check this out? Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. So we think that the estimate of the Brewers Association who laid off roughly 23% of their staff as a result of COVID-19 um, anticipated that the, the 43% of, of national breweries are going to be you know, closing before the end of this, which they anticipate was, again, end of May. So now that we're in mid-May, May 20th, if you will, it, it's looking like that's going to be a real number. And so um, the... I'm not going to go through the whole story in this, but essentially the 30 to 40% that were anticipated of being laid off. So if you do the math, there's 8,200 8, breweries in the United States in 2019. Um, 30% of those. So, you know, the excess of, you know, 2,500 to three grand, 3,000 breweries would expect to close 
as a result of COVID-19, it fully looks like they're going to. So this article that we're talking about is basically referencing that their estimates are probably going to be pretty close to accurate. And this bubble that we had talked about for years about craft beer is probably, again, had popped. So what do you guys think about this? And I, I'm leaving out a whole bunch of details, so you guys kind of fill in the gaps here. But, but what are you thinking? I mean, I kind of wish we could do a whole Jurassic World 2 style thing where we just send helicopters. You know, we just go get kegs of our favorites and just kind of scoop them all up engine style. Because that's really, really sad. Yeah, it, it's really, really sad. But it makes me think, like, what... So when you say our favorites, like what made them your favorite? Was it the fact that they were close and local, or was that the fact that like unique, different beer was what you were getting from these brewers? Well, I like the creativity that you get to see in like a myriad of of you know companies mm-hmm. and whatnot. Well, you know, smaller craft breweries. Um, I, I like seeing all that. I like just seeing the options, and you know, eventually working my way up in my own personal journey to be able to. Ah, you know, maybe I'll work my way up to that gose or whatever, you know, goes and, you know, that kind of conversation, inner dialogue and whatnot. Um, it was it was kind of really cool to know that. Fortunately for me, I don't know, you know, a whole lot of, you know, uh, well, I'll just go out and say it. Uh, so, so actually Swan Brewing, my local Lakeland um, brewery, Swan they open, yeah, they open tomorrow, like for their, their tap room or whatever opens tomorrow. So... So they're not, they haven't mentioned anything about going out of business. So I, you know, being that that's my local, my go-to, my everything for right now, you know, I haven't, I haven't really noticed that, you know, any of my favorites disappearing, but, but yeah, I mean, I just, I, I hate to see like weird, you know, one-offs and fun things disappear. That kind of stinks. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's no doubt that the uh, COVID-19 virus has uh, definitely been a taproom killer and, um, you know, we're definitely going to see a decline in how many breweries are actually going to remain open. But those in the beginning that were able to adapt by communicating with their fan base, saying, hey, we may not be open inside, but if you want to come in or come by and, and pick up a growler or whatever, you know, a lot of those places were still open, limited staff. Um, you know, the, the breweries that are able to distribute their beer may have an opportunity even though that or the other side distribution side was able to slow or kind of slow down because everything was still on tap at all the restaurants that were closed for you know if you know obviously restaurants weren't uh um filling growlers except for maybe bj so it'll be interesting to see exactly how many fall off i just wonder though like how many of them wouldn't have fallen off in the long run you know right right uh, there was and another that goes back brewery to the, in Lakeland too that that had to close down a year ago, wasn't there? Yeah, uh, Lakeland Brewing Company, Lakeland yeah, Brewing LBC. Company. Yeah, you know, there were things that maybe you know nobody just went to it. So it, it, it's go, it's always going to have that blurry line. I think um, this definitely quickened the pace, but um, I think with that cutback, you know, there's still going to be five thousand different breweries that you can still try beer from. You know, I, I think there'll be more than that. Like, I think that the, yeah, there's going to be a steep drop of like breweries that close, but I think that either a they'll open back up, you know, you know, they'll reopen, they'll rebrand, or whatever. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be like that. We just lost, you know, twenty seven hundred. I think there'll be some shakeout, but I don't think it's going to be as detrimental as those odds are, are stacked up to no. be. So it'll be interesting. But yeah. you know, I agree with with Lausman. It was the um, it was the charm. It was the uniqueness. You know, that's what I gravitate towards when I go out and drink beer at local breweries. That's why I like Cloud City uh, Saison from uh, Crooked Thumb right here, you know, in, in Safety Harbor. I, I'm just, I'm attracted to that beer because it's so unique and so different. So, I mean, those things, like Lyle said, are going to be what keep people coming back to it. And, and you're right, Ryan, like, you know, those who had a good fan, fan base and had a local kind of vibe to them or the ones that'll be surviving and so yeah. i don't know if it necessarily was like a bubble popped but much like how they compared the uh the bar graph of corona right where it's like here's the peak and we got to get it down below this threshold and if we get it to what is it slow the curve they say and if you slow the curve this this may have just slowed the curve on american craft beer 
to a point of where the good will survive and those who are new or young need to get creative to continue to prosper. And I think that 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 slow of growth curve is not necessarily a bad thing. I think it will inspire greatness. So I do I do think, like you said, Ryan, that we're it's good. It's honestly going to be good for beer. It's it's unfortunate for a lot, but. It'll be good for, for well. Beer. The other side to that, the ec- the economic impact, um, you know, from for the country standpoint. Okay, think of, let's just say we take three thousand two hundred and seventy five craft beers. Let's say all of those get eliminated. We've got five thousand craft beer breweries left. Think of all the ingredients that are now available to the other breweries, and think how much. The supply, you know, the the you know supply and demand, it's maybe the product for them becomes cheaper, grapes become cheaper, hops become easier to get a hold of, you know, there's there's a well, negative to the amount of places open, but there's a positive to the amount of places that remain open and what their their cost uh, is going to be when it comes to those products that are going to be more available to make their beer. I don't think that's true because really? supply chain would would di- well supply chain would dictate that if my if my purchaser of my supply goes out of business, I will go out of business, correct? So, like, if there's fewer breweries, there's not going to be more hop suppliers. What I think is if there's fewer breweries, it'll it'll be easier for newer enter, ent, entrants to market. As in, like, it'll be easier for Ryan's brewery to be started because there's a hop farm in, you know, Pasco County and Hillsborough County and Pinellas County, where two years ago there wasn't, and Cigar City bought up all the hops. So... I think that it will it will it will breed new brew, new business new breweries faster than if there wasn't this. But I don't think it's necessarily going to make it cheaper for anybody because everybody's hurting during this thing, even the hop growers and the the suppliers. All I'm saying is they're going to have way more grain than what they're building for right now. Maybe, it but it all has an ex- and but it all has an expiration date. <clears throat> that's my thing. So like they're they're not just holding on to it and keeping it. Forever. That's why they're just gonna be like, here, take an extra bag. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll see. We'll see. So. We don't, we're not going to debate it. I have no idea, but but no, that's, no. You know, I just think there's a, I think there's another side to this. Uh, you know, yeah. in that standpoint, I know sometimes I'll go to Vetter Brew and they'll be out of hops because there's a strain on that specific uh, hop, like Citra. Citra is always uh, a go-to hop for people, even home brewers. So it'll be interesting to see. I just wanted to add yeah. that perspective and see what you guys thought, and I, I appreciate your opinion. No, it's good. Um, in some good news, and I won't spend too much time on this because I don't, you know, I haven't fully uh, engaged in this. But our, our buddies at Untapped, and, and um, there's a couple friends of ours that, that are there from when we had our app in the day. Greg Avila, um, actually, that one of the founders of Untapped, uh, but they're starting a virtual beer festival, and they're they're trying to bring uh, oh, breweries. Straight into the homes of people. June thirteenth and fourteenth is your birthday. Yeah, You're a crazy man. 14th. You got a two day birthday. Two well, day birthday. I mean, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just go with that. But basically, um, yeah, they're going to donate some of the a portion of the funds to the Restaurant Strong Fund, which is created in partnership with Sam Adams and the Greg Hill Foundation to aid restaurant workers impacted by COVID-19. So very cool. Um, there's essentially two different packages, drinking socially and the stay at home package. So each will receive a $10 gift card um, to both Untapped and to the Halftime Beverage, the co-founder or the co-sponsor um, of this event. Um, but essentially there's live streams that will be um, designated to each section, each group. And each group, whoever, if you, if you buy the stay-at-home or the drinking socially package, um, you get different tickets and different things shipped to your house. So you'll have uh, 11 beers shipped to your house. If you buy the socially drinking one, um, you can sample them, and, and they'll go through a panel where they're going to drink beer number one with the brewer here, and they're going to talk about the notes and the things. So you can actually drink along with them and, and enjoy it and sample it and learn from them. And then if you have the uh, the cheaper package, so the the actual like stay at home package, you can just simply view. Um, I think it's pretty interesting. The socially drinking is ninety dollars, and the stay at home package is fifteen. Uh, so you guys kind of what were your thoughts on that? And it's only select zip codes because they actually were going to mail you beer that they can you know walk through with you as you go through this event. So. 
I think the event itself is incredible. I think that's neat, but I think the we'll see who pays ninety bucks <laughs> to and how to many beers a live stream. I think eleven. I think eleven is what it is. And so then you get a ten dollar coupon or eight dollars a beer. <clears throat> yeah, and then you get you get a coupon for Untapped and a coupon for this halftime beverages, which they're like a drizzly. They ship you beer to your house. So. Hmm. Um, Interesting concept. Interesting way to do it for sure. You know that that's kind of along the lines with what uh, I tried to get going a few weeks ago with a uh, uh, you bottle know, share online bottle share. Except it's going to be everybody that buys this package is going to get the same beers. So you're kind of all tasting the same beers at the same yep. time in the specific order. Whereas that was not the case with our bottle share because everybody's like. Yeah, I got this. And it's like, oh, man, that sounds really good. I wish I could try it. You know, so there might be an added advantage to everybody getting the same beer. Um, even for 90 I bucks, still, you're getting 11 I, beers. You're going to yeah. go to a brewery and drink 11 beers. But, you Hopefully. know. And you'll spend 90 <laughs> bucks on that. I, yes, you would. <clears throat> you get to do it with other people that are like You drink 11 beers at a brewery. You're crazy. Yeah. That's a bit of I, I, I don't know if I've ever drank 11 beers at a brewery before. Yeah, I mean, I've spent 90 bucks there, but it was like three or four of us. <laughs> well, there you go. So maybe there's a little yeah. bit of a, a better way to look at it in that regard. Yeah. And you get a $10 gift card. Cool. Yeah, it's interesting. So, um, Lossman, thoughts on that? Yeah, I actually really like the idea. Um, yeah, again, I mean, you know, nothing that hasn't been said so far. I mean, it's... It's a pretty decent investment. We could do that. We we could do that very easily with like fifteen bucks a head and just like donate it all to charity or like funds of brew places that we have. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. We could we could do that. So you guys you guys think on that. But I, I like the concept of it. To Ryan's yeah. point, everybody'd have to get the same beer, but what if you made like the brewery partners a pickup spot and so there was like five or six beers that you'd all pick up. Mm-hmm. Like you bought a ticket, here's your QR code, go show up at <laughs> 610 or show up at brew or show up at big storm or whatever and pick up your to-go pack and then we'll see you guys on june 5th i mean that'd so be you a have cool to go on a mission do. first to the brewery well you have like three <clears throat> weeks to go to the brewery and while you're there you might be like oh yeah also get me a growler of this which which would give the breweries more business potentially i'm not saying it would do it for everybody but it would give them exposure oh, i had no idea you guys were so close to my house or so far from my house That's you know that idea. kind of stuff I think there's, there's value there. So Yeah, especially if you buy the growler and then you mistakenly drink it and then you have to go back and get it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. hopefully you'd get like, you know, bottled beer, but but who knows? So, you never know. Um, Why don't you just right. geocache right. a location? Of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could do that too. <clears throat> you could do that too. But, cool. All right. Good stuff. Well, that's it. And that's, and that's all, you know, Ryan, like you said already, I have one more story about how Pinellas County and I think Hillsborough too is going to try and open up this week. They are. I know the theme parks had to op- had to submit their ideas for opening on Monday, and, and because we're in Florida, that's pretty relevant to us, but there has been no revelations there. So that news will come out, I'm sure, in the next two weeks, so stay tuned for that elsewhere, or at least on our Facebook page, Craft Brews and Geek News. Um, but boys, anything else in the beer before we move on to the geek news section? Because it's full of Star Wars. I just do think, <laughs> real quick, we should iterate that breweries are going to open up this week as long as they have a food truck or a kitchen open. So food trucks got to be on well, on site for the brewery to be open for their tap room. Or if you already have a kitchen, they're serving food. I think that that's a really cool thing. I think it has to be twenty five percent of their income is from food or something like that. Is there a percentage? I just because yeah. I saw uh, Tim's post uh, from Craft Life, which Craft Life just opened up last weekend or two weeks ago, I think, uh, and he said, you know, who would be interested in eating food from a food truck? You know, so who knows? I think fifty percent of their food has to come, or fifty percent of their sales has to come from food. Well, I'm sure they'll work that out to open. Well, Swan yeah, Green but also they could just say they've had that the whole time. Yeah. Well, and that's probably why they're open so, to, so quickly. I, so. Real quick, I went to a winery in Dunedin two weeks ago, and all you had to do to get wine was buy a basket of chips. So I'm Yeah, sure... but do you, understand, <laughs> do you understand what that means? It means that 50% of their food was coming, 50% of their sales was coming from food. Do you understand that? That's the math that they're trying it to crack. It was only a dollar for the basket. But did you pay for the wine? I paid for the wine. Well, I'm just saying that if, they're, if 50% of their sales, it's fine. I got <laughs> it was it. like $5 a glass. 
Okay, I understand what you're I'm saying. saying. I, I There's don't ways know to get if around. It was legal or not, yeah. but they, that's all they needed was chips. <laughs> well, then let's let's leave the name uh, nameless. How about that? Oh, I definitely am leaving it nameless. I'm definitely. Okay, good. I don't even remember it. Just remember it's a winery. After moving, sounds like you had a lot of chips. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna move on. We're gonna yeah, move on to the gig news section. Let's do that. And we only have about 20 minutes to get through this. So, um, Mr. Lossman, first off. Did you guys, did either of you watch the end of Clone Wars Season 7 yet, please? No, I'm not there yet. Of course I did. He did not. I feel like that's a that's a phrase of a man who has not. I'm watching Avatar. <laughs> oh, you're the second one to say Avatar, and immediately I think the blue people won. He's like, no, 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 the anime. I was like, oh, that's oh, not what gross. I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> well... There's a character. You know her as Snips, Laos Man. Um, Mrs. Ahsoka Tano will definitely be in the uh, Mandalorian Season 2. We know that. We assume she's going to be played as Rosario Dawson. Um, This is actually coming through pretty clear um, as Crystal, so that should be interesting. But I won't dwell on that more. Uh, Are you excited about that, Laos? Do you think Rosario Dawson is right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm a big fan. I think she can be. They have to like plump her lips up and like meld her head to whatever those tentacle things are. But well, yeah. I think she could be all right. She's gonna she's gonna look older though if it's Rosario Dawson because she is, as Ryan's googling right now, uh, a little bit older. I think she's in the fifties. <laughs> How'd you know I was googling? I forgot what she did. Google like. Docs, baby. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosario Dawson. Yeah, she's cute. Yeah. yeah, she could she could potentially fill that role pretty well. So so I'm excited. Yeah, right. no. I mean, Anything else on Ahsoka? Ahsoka is supposed to be older. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. And we don't know how. We have no idea how old her race can be. So she could be like a baby Yoda. Yeah. Well, considering that she's regarded as young now. Well, yeah, I can see that back and forth. But, I don't think she will be. I think she's she's gonna age pretty close to human years because she did age up with Anakin. Basically, she was a child. Yeah. If nothing else, she aged faster. Because by the time Darth Vader is 35, you know, she's at least 35-ish, and she looked like a kid when she was a Padawan, so... Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I think it's interesting. I definitely think there's there's some room there, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some room to grow. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So, Mr. Lossman, do you want to kick us off with our next story? Because you actually brought this to my attention, and then I spent... Ooh. Oh, oh my! <laughs> I spent from about one thirty p.m. to five thirty p.m. trying to get this. Oh <laughs> my! I spent I spent almost four hours doing it. I think because um, well, I'll just get into it. This is Battlefront Two, ladies and gentlemen. They obviously, as we said last week, they stopped updating the the servers and the game itself. So everything that's on Battlefront Two now. After your 100 gigabyte download or whatever, if you buy it new, it is not going to get any different. Now, this game came out in 2017, so it's by no means mean new. It's by no means new, but it is still a great game, and it has gotten better yep. since they released it. And I really do think that it's in a good spot now where I'm enjoying it more. I know you two are enjoying it more. We're playing it with Deems and Dane and all sorts of buddies uh, more and more and more. So obviously that's good things for the game because we weren't doing that you know, in 2017. So, uh, with that said, there is a little sneaky secret, little sneaky seeky, that may or may not have already been released to the Craft Brews and Geek News Facebook page as to how to obtain it. Lausman, elaborate. So, um, to those of you familiar with the game, um, you know, I won't go into all of the details again. You know, we have pretty much a layout uh, on the, the Facebook group. But uh, there is a uh, s- specific skin that you can unlock for Ray. It is the Resilience skin. Um, in one of the levels, or one of, I'm sorry, one of the maps that you can play either on multiplayer or on co-op. Um, and obviously it's a little bit easier on one versus the other with a bunch of randos in there. But uh, basically you can unlock a skin for Ray by playing... Uh, Takodanya or Takodana? Takodana? Takodana. Yeah. I've, never, I've never been corrected on it. So, uh, but Takodana. <laughs> I think anybody would. Um, you can actually. So Maz's Fortress. You can actually uh, uh, start by 
learning a little bit more about the building very quickly in the game. So there is actually a little bit of uh, uh, kind of graffitied on the side of... It's in Arabish, actually. Um, and, um, yeah, and so it actually says uh, something along the lines of, if memory serves, uh, the pirate holds a secret or has a secret. Yep. Um, and from there, you kind of go down this rabbit hole where you sort of unlock very... Uh, but yeah, so uh, basically uh, the first in, uh, little message there is the pirate has a secret. So from there, um, you kind of put two and two together. And if you have any knowledge on Maz's fortress, uh, basically there is a portrait of... Um, uh, Hondo. Yeah, Hondo. Hondo, thank you. Yeah, there's Hondo, actually... The yeah, there's actually... Yeah, there's a bunch of uh, portraits. Of, if you go into the individual rooms, most of them are of Maz, but yeah. there there's like portraits of Maz in almost every room. But there's one room on the second floor. It's the first door. Turn left after you get upstairs. There's the first uh, door. There is actually Hondo, and when you shoot the picture, a coin pops out. Like a literal coin pops out, which I was like, "There's no way it's a freaking coin," but it is. And you, well, you're the only one who's done it between the two of us. Okay, okay. Us. So I'm watching so, you do it. Yeah. So so once you once you get the coin, you essentially have to go out the roof, and then you jump down on the left hand side of the building of Maz's castle. And again, it's only specific to Maz's castle in this particular level here. But um, which which that was the biggest bitch to get is that I had to keep resetting my co op to get Maz's castle. Because it was like heading to Takadana. But there's also a galactic cruiser where you're fighting on like a starship, essentially. That's also to Takodana. So like it, it really was very annoying. But um, once you get there, you just have to beeline for the castle. Hop up there. Shoot the picture. Go to the roof. Hop off the roof. Run to the Slave 1, which is not the Slave 1. It's the same kind of ship. It's called like the... It's not Armada class. But there's some sort of name for that particular ship that Boba Fett drives. The Slave 1. And outside of the slave one, there's like three buckets that are upside down. And you have to hit them left, right, center. Left, right, center. And once you do that, then there's a light that starts flashing and it flashes five, zero, one. Five, zero, one. And the whole thing's about the five oh first. And that's that's the beauty of it. That's what I didn't know when you were explaining it to me, Laos. But then then from the slave one, you gotta run back to Maz's castle. And in the flags that are hanging there in the foyer of Maz's castle, one of them has a stormtrooper on a black background, and that's the 501st. And so what you've got to do at that point is run back up to the second floor, go to the roof, stand. you got to jump off of the roof onto that flagpole, interact with that flag particularly, and then um, once you have that, you can actually jump off the flag, go back into the courtyard, down to the basement, Find the room that Rey found her lightsaber in Maz's castle in the in the Force Awakens. Open the door, walk inside, and you get the Rey hooded uh, skin, which is really cool and very interesting. So it was um, for it those of me... you paying attention. We're playing this all on <laughs> Sims Four. No, way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, of course. It took me way too long to do. But mainly because I kept getting thrown into Maz's castle, but it'd be like halfway through a skirmish. So like yep. the point of, of like the point you can only do this within the first like ten minutes of the match going in a, in a co-op or in a um, supremacy. Because after that, you shift with the the points that you have to manage, and so the castle either becomes overrun with bad guys or it's not accessible. And so if you don't do it in the first five minutes of a fresh capture the flag kind of um, you know, skirmish, then you're screwed. And so they kept, every time I got Takodana, I was thrown into like a match immediately and I was like maybe 20 minutes into it. And so I'd shoot two guys and then it'd be a like, game over. I'm like, well, there's no freaking way I could have done that. So it was really frustrating. But if you don't do it right away, you won't get it. And once you get it, then you have this free skin from, from Ray with the hood on and that's all that it is it's not that exciting but mm. it is very unique to say they've no they're not going to add any more to this this is the fullest game and this is one of the more unique things to get so i thought it was special and very unique to highlight everybody's figured it out over the last 15 days since they released it but honestly it's really very cool so yeah. i encourage you guys to get it and check it check it out in craft brews and geek news um you know facebook or google damn it craft brews and geek news youtube page that's where that's where my instruction like manual is. And, and if nothing else, like if you don't give a crap about skins, like 
uh, all, you know, with Fortnite out and whatnot. <clears throat> if nothing else, um, you literally get to walk around in that room that Luke Skywalker's lightsaber was discovered by Rey. So you get to see trinkets. You know, there's there's an additional Easter egg in there as well. There's a big like picture of like the staff that made the game, and they're all yeah. dressed up. Like it's really cool. It's really very cool. You get to see some cool I trinkets. Love- so. Yeah. I love video game stuff like that because like there's a whole section of the game that's built into it, but then the average gamer would never even access it, right? So like, why yeah. did you why did you do it? Like, what's the point? It's just like these little nuggets. I wish who they had covered them in there. That's what I want to yeah. know. Who, who who was like, oh, I'm going to do this, and then they discover something. Like, how there's, does that happen? <clears throat> people well, here, do this yeah, kind here, of crap for a living almost. <clears throat> Yeah, the beauty of it, Ryan, is that this was put into the game on, on April 29th, so literally like less than 20 days ago. And it's been this widely orchestrated that Laos told me, I spent some time, I figured it out, <laughs> put a video online. Like, it's that's how fast it goes. Wow. And so who would have ever done it? I have no idea. Why are people doing it? I don't know. I was able to do it, and it took me some time. And then I made a video about it. So like... It is intense. It's really bizarre. But, like, what a cool little, like, caveat to have in your pocket. So I highly yeah. suggest anybody out there that just wants to throw that feather in your hat, find us on YouTube, Craft Reasons Geek News. You know, the most recent video is that one, but it's real simple. And it shows you step-by-step step how to how to get it. So I like hopefully it. it can help somebody out there. Good work, dude. Well, it looks like I got about seven hours of gaming ahead of me. <laughs> well... <laughs> If you want, if you want the really hard one, you can get the old no. master skin uh, from Darth Maul, and all you need for that is five thousand kilos with Darth Maul, <laughs> which that sucks. That yeah. sucks a bag of mauls. So wait, you have uh, to kill five thousand people using correct, Darth Maul? correct, yep. oh. and you can't. Which the, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the hard the hard part is that each Darth Maul costs four thousand battle points. And like a battle point is like you know you you stay alive for six kill streak you get four thousand points then you gotta do that but then once you have that you have to be in the opportune point to get Darth Maul which everybody is going to get Darth Maul so that they can get the battle points for it's it's bizarre it's really that's that's asinine that's very hard to do but um, yeah so that one's way harder but the rate the the hooded race skin like Laos said. It, it brings a lot more curiosity, a lot more uniqueness, because when you're in that little room, there are trinkets and gold and Easter eggs in that picture of the staff. And, like, it's really yeah. it's really very crazy, but it looks – it's it's fun. It's a cool – and it's easy, and it's a, it's a cool little thing to do. So it's um, it got my heart racing. Yeah, it's gratifying. Got my heart racing. I was able to accomplish it once I could, and everything was, like, kind of lining up perfectly. Uh, but I highly, highly suggest it. So awesome. Check out that, that video, yeah, and, and you guys figure it out for yourself. And if you get killed by that race skin, just go, you know what? He's a true, he or she is a true fan. Yeah. Yeah, that's he right. earned that. Yeah. Yeah. Because even Deems, Deems has the ultimate edition. I don't think that skin is in there. I don't like you, think they so. still have to go. They still have to go and get it. So it's, there's still a degree of, of complication behind you know, if you can get it, even with the the ultimate skin, because the whole reason I was playing that damn game today was so that I can unlock the guns and the upgrades that I wanted, so that when we play next, I feel like I'm more prepared because I understand now why Lostman is so good at being an Oscar officer for those who aren't counting, but, and I'm no good at, at sniping because I apparently am a heavy. That's that's just how it works. I like that a lot. That I that like class heavy. is doing really well. Well, trust me, Ryan. There, are, I got. There are some upgrades that you need, my friend, and All you right. put a couple hours in, and you got it. So, okay, nice. uh, yeah. I like it. So good. Yeah. Friday night sounds good. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. <laughs> no, it sounds really good. But all right, boys. Well, what else, Lossman? You got any other stories? Like I told you, it was very Star Wars heavy. Um, there's not a ton of news going on. The theme parks, like we mentioned, are going to open here very shortly with new uh, procedures. I really think it'll be June. Well, it'll be July probably, but that is going to be the last place I try to get into when this whole place opens back up. Just everybody trying to go to an amusement park. Oof! Let it let it die down a little bit. Well, I mean, you know, Tokyo, <clears throat> Shanghai, or well, we don't need to get into it, but Shanghai Disney or whatever, um, they opened. <laughs> they had yeah. like a like a soft well, opening. Somebody was 
somebody was talking about like like Universal wanting to open, you know, like this weekend, which is crazy. Yeah. Because how do you ride a roller coaster with the mouth with the, with the mouth with the mask? How do you ride a roller coaster with a mask? Is it even <laughs> you imagine safe? Imagine that photo. <laughs> you know yeah. when they take your photo. <laughs> and if you and if you don't have a mask on, everyone behind you has whatever you have. <laughs> yeah. Might be a minute. I mean, yeah. I don't have any interest in going back immediately. If not, I'm getting first front row. <laughs> yep. um, but I don't know, man. It's it's crazy times, but I do feel like we're on the up and up with it. So, Hopefully. Yep. Yeah. I do have a gaming computer now, but boys, by the way, and I was telling Miles that it is um, it is choice. And I know that, Miles, are you still, are you still gunning for that? I am. Um I'm trying to get my finances in order, but uh, yeah, I'm not there yet. But uh, but yeah, it's it's happening. See, I, I just need a new PC first. to play. I just need a new PC to play Magic: The Gathering. The one I'm got, as I said a few weeks ago, you can only play it on a Windows computer until it comes out on Mac in a couple of months. Was... But it's honestly, I'd rather just buy a gaming PC. But so for well, you Magic should. the Gathering, I feel like you need a Nokia brick. Like I don't think, <laughs> you, like just Online because there's no arena. Again, I, I was gonna say there <laughs> is there live animation. Is like what's going on yes. here? Yes, it's live animation. Mm-hmm. Is it so, free? It's completely free. Okay, I'm gonna play Magic the Gathering with you online just so I can test. Yes. Like, yeah, are we the cards to do this? like on touch screen? You flip the cards and then. Um, they they land like the mana will land over here. The card will the, the creature will land over here. When it comes out, sometimes it's got like an animation to it. You can get like a little token that that moves around, like an owl or something that moves. Yeah, man, it's completely animated. And then like dragons will pop out of the card. Like it's it's awesome. Hmm. But my computer's so slow because it's eight years old. It crashes all the time, and everybody's just like, "Are you? It's your turn." I'm like, "I know, I can't go. I'm frozen." <laughs> So you're talking about a it's possible so good. Magic the Gathering resurgence. Oh, Magic the Gathering has gone nowhere. There, there's literally a movie. It's gone to be, nowhere. It's gone a movie's nowhere? going to be coming that out. That doesn't sound like fun. It's been around since 92, 93. It's not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> it it kind of does all the other like token things and uh, spawning and cycling. It kind of does that all at automatic for you, you know, huh. as you throw the card. But... And and you can you can literally pay for packs online. So instead of the physical card, you just pay for packs. Now I don't do that; I earn them. But um, you know, I'm I'm into it. But I ain't paying for a pack online. I'm gonna earn You're it. a working man. That's right. I'm a working man. So um, <laughs> it's really really good stuff. And if you once you know how to, like, it takes you through a tor- tutorial of all the different colors, um, you know, or la- uh, plains, islands, uh, swamp. It takes you through a tutorial, so you, like you learn real quick. And, uh, you know, or in my case, Reeler. It's just fun. It's fun. But I need a gaming PC. So I'm just well, debating. If you want a PC, I think I suggest you go the route that I think Laos and, and Jut are going, where they're building one for like under, you know, 800 bucks, which oh, yeah. I think is, is smart if you want a desktop. And what, Ryan, I think you're suited for a desktop specifically for like the rig and the games that you want to play. I wanted a PC mainly not for gaming, but mainly for like working. And uh, this one just happens to do uh, the PC gaming, the VR, and the work stuff, Adobe Suite that I needed to. So I'm stoked about it. But if you want to talk, you know, talk about PCs, yeah. it's just, it's an it's, it's an ASUS um, ROG, so Republic of Games, and then it's the G502 is what I bought. It was on sale for like you know eight ninety nine um, okay. down from twelve hundred bucks, and it's really a it's sixteen gig of RAM. Like it is a sweet machine. Oh, so. that's fast. Yeah. Yeah. That's real good. You want to have the most RAM for gaming PCs. Yeah. The old Asus Garagagoo 15. Yeah, and you want to know how long they hold up? I'm using an Asus right now to talk to you guys. That's yeah. my that's my Windows PC is an Asus from 2012. Yeah. No, they they hold up well. And I've, I've, got, a, I've got a different PC that's way less. It cost me like 300 bucks, and it's a Lenovo, and it still works fine for what it is. It's no gaming PC, but like, I anticipate I'll I'll use the crap out of this, so I'm Heck excited. Yeah. But awesome, man. But yeah, send me so the we're send up. me the details. I'll look at it. I will. I'll, I'll put them on. We can talk about it on the um, Facebook group, um, Crack Brews and Geek News. You can find it online, of course. Facebook, duh. 
But um, boys, where can the good kids find you? Uh, I can be found at Mr. Lostman on Twitter. I am actually very proud to say that I am tweeting more often. Put some gameplay good footage out there of some jackasses. You know who you are. Stealing my kills. Um, oh, did you already do that? Yeesh. I gotta watch those. Oh, you'll just be tickled pink to know that there are some people out here who steal my kills and think that they're not doing it. So, got video evidence. Hats. Oh, they're jets. <laughs> they're jets, all right. They're, yeah. they got video get their, evidence. They'll get their jets desserts. Oh, oh, oh. Sitting on that one all day, haven't? No, actually, just now. But yes, I'm thrilled about it. Either which jets way, now. Um, should have finished the show with that. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. Either which way, um, yeah, so been posting more and uh, been loving it. So uh, this thing's McDonald's. Nobody on that. Cool. No, what, what is what is that one? It's I'm loving it. It just, you, you um, it, but, oh boy, that's just, we're just going to file that one away into garbage. Can we just, <laughs> just backspace that or make that in one of those? Bullshit ass uh, early <laughs> deleted put that on scenes. Reel. You know you can put <laughs> yes, this whole damn can. thing in there because it's probably gonna still work. Lost. Wait, wait, where did you where did you upload it on YouTube? I put it on Twitter and I sent it on uh, YouTube as a direct link. So if you want, I can send it to you. All right, and uh, Ryan, where can the good kids find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Brewman eight one three. As well as on the Craft Brews and Geek News Facebook page, I do enjoy sharing a lot of, uh, you know, what I find on the interwebs every now and then. So um, that's always fun. Join the group, join the discussion, and um, yeah, that's it in a nutshell, right there. And um, you can always find us at the Brewmaster Club. Uh, well, I guess it's Craft Brews and Geek News Facebook group, which is the best. Same on YouTube. Um, same on Instagram, I believe. It's not the same on Twitter. Twitter is at Brookmasters Club, so check me out there. But uh, we appreciate you guys. And uh, Mr. Rye Guys, we say at the end of every episode. We say nothing. We say nothing at the end, at the end of every episode. Well, what just happened? <laughs> I said uh, Ryan, as we say at the end of every episode. Oh, my, my computer went out. Where did it go? <laughs> you better go <laughs> catch it. <laughs> All right, I'll edit that we out. Can, All right, can, that's we good. Can end, we can end on that. That works. No, that's fine. All right, <laughs> goodbye. Good. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews, and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers! This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, we get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.